Upper Cumberland coaches and players set to go inside the game. The High School Playbook. From Jamestown to Smithville, hometown pride, school spirit. This is the High School Playbook. It is the first week of the high school football season across the Upper Cumberland. It is complete. Isn't it good to have football back? Let's keep our fingers crossed that we can do that in a COVID-free way during the course of this 2021 season. It is also great to be back at Chick-fil-A Interstate Drive to talk high school football with the coaches and players who make up the prep ranks across the region every week. We'll be here from 9 until 10 talking high school football with you. We'll visit uh, with York Institute today. We'll go to Jackson County, get an update there. Plus, uh, Jimmy Maynard, head coach of the Cookville Cavaliers, and Scott Hughes, head coach of the Monterey Wildcats, with us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We start things out looking at the scores from last night. White County a winner over Livingston by a 40 to nothing score. White County defense forced four turnovers in that game. Malachi Dow 223 yards rushing for the Warriors. Monterey defeats Cannon County 35 to 6. Clay County wins over Jackson County 35 to nothing. Bledsoe County wins over York Institute 26 to 24. Miles Lefew 14 of 20, 190 yards and two touchdowns for the Dragons. Caden Stover four catches, 88 yards. Cumberland County gets their first win since 2016. The Jets shut out Whitwell last night 35 to nothing. Colin Brown 275 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. Lenore City wins over Stone Memorial in a shutout. 42-28, your final. Stone Memorial outgained Lenore City, 419-374. The problem, the Stone Memorial Panthers turned it over four times. Macon County beats East Robertson, 34-12. DeKalb County and Warren County postponed because of COVID. There is one game tonight, and that is a rival game. Smith County and Gordonsville facing off. Monterey Wildcats with a big crowd last night as they take care of Cannon County, 35-6. to Great to have Scott Hughes with us at Chick-fil-A. First night, how do you grade it? Uh, I would say probably a B. There was a couple things that we need to clean up. I uh, was disappointed in some turnovers and that we didn't create any. Uh, but I thought our effort was tremendous last night. Our energy was great. Uh, we, we had a different physicality about us. And so I, I left really excited because of that. Has it been a different camp for you this year without the COVID and all of that going on? Uh, completely different compared to last year. We, we've been able to get back to normal routine, normal practice, normal weight room. Uh, we've been able to spend a lot more time around each other, and I think that's made a huge difference in our team. When you look back to a year ago and not having that, are you able to see – the impact that that had on the team not having that ability to work together, really, in a lot of cases? Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think our young kids have really benefited from it. Uh, last year, not having seven-on-sevens and scrimmages, it was really hard to grade those guys, uh, and it was really hard to kind of get a feel for what they could do. And, and last year, we had a lot of young guys that played, and, and you know, we were very blessed. We, we won eight games uh, and played a ton of sophomores, but – this year being able to just compete against others in camp uh being able to go to seven on sevens we were really able to to learn how to compete in a different environment offensively what did you like last night uh, you know we were 
close to 300 yards rushing last night and, and you know, threw the ball very well. Uh, I think we ended up with about nine guys with some form of touches. Uh, I think we had two or three different players uh, with touchdowns. Uh, Mason Bowman last night averaged a little over 20 yards a carry. Michael Allred averaged a little over 30 yards a carry. So, you know, that that's kind of unrealistic video game stuff, but – uh, that was a pretty good night. You know, Mason was seven carries for 162 yards. Uh, Michael, I think, was three carries for 89. Uh, the guy that hurt our average was was our quarterback, Matthew Montgomery, but he scores two touchdowns because we were inside the five. So uh, can't can't hold that against him. <laughs> Do you feel like you have the pieces in place to be able to run it well this year? You know, we're very blessed. Uh, when you when you look at us, uh, we're we're a little bit different body type than what we have been. Our, our guys have spent a ton of time in the weight room. Uh, it's not that we're massive, but you, you can tell that we're getting a little bit more mature. We're playing a few more upperclassmen. Uh, you know, and, and I think that we're very balanced, or at least we try to be very balanced. Uh, you know, last night I think we had five different receivers with catches. Uh, so, you know, when you mix that with the run game, you, you feel like you can spread some people out and, and, and continue to play sideline to sideline. That's a part of high school football that's often overlooked is when you're dealing with 15-year-olds versus 18-year-olds, when they're able to get in that weight room, when they're able to put on the weight and the strength, just that ability to control the line of scrimmage on either side. Oh, very much. And, and you know, last night we uh, – trying to think i guess defensive line was the first time in a long time we started four seniors on our defensive line uh and i i can't remember the last time we done that uh, and, and that makes a huge difference just being able to put a 17 18 year old body on the field uh but you know we we also had some young kids that rotated in last night that played really well and and really excited about that group uh, but, you know, the Grand Hoovers, Logan Davises, Carter Charltons, you know, those guys have played a ton of football in our program and uh, started when they were freshmen and sophomores and had to learn and, and had to take some lumps to get to this point. And they have gone up against some very physical teams during the course of their careers. Oh, very much. Uh, you know, we, it's something that we always talk about. We've not shied away from a whole lot. Uh, when you look at even in our preseason stuff this year, uh, we went against Clay, uh, went against Cokefield, competed with Trousdale County, competed with Upperman. Uh, we definitely didn't shy away from anybody. Scott Hughes is the head coach of the Monterey Wildcats with us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. What's on your list of things that you take from the game last night and say, okay, we got to work on this? we got to be a little bit better mental. Um, and, and I was really – Please, where we were, but there was a couple of mental mistakes, a couple of mental breakdowns, some communication stuff, more more mental uh, out of the communication part. we got to create more turnovers. Uh, that's something we spent a ton of time in practice on, and we didn't do that. Uh, and we turned the football over, and that, that can be uh, that can be our kryptonite if we're going to continue to do that. Uh, I, I told them last night, good teams don't do that, and that's something that we've got to really work hard on this week. Do you expect a level of commu- – I know you don't want it, but do you expect a level of communication issues in the first game? I, you know, it's something as coaches we talked about that that could, that could be there. Uh, you know, in, in pregame we, we really spent a lot of time talking about just kind of tempering emotion. First time being back, uh, first time with a packed house. We were standing room only last night. Very easy to get caught up in the moment. 
Um, you know, when everybody's trying to make a play, everybody's trying to fly around, uh, sometimes we've just got to slow back down a little bit. How good was that packed house last night? When we came when we came out for pregame, the crowd was already big. Uh, when we come out for kick out kickoff, it was really big, <laughs> and uh, so our, you could tell the excitement on our kids. Uh, we're very blessed. Our community is so supportive. Uh, our administra- administration is so supportive. Uh, it, it's really a blessing to coach there. And your student body gets into it. Oh, our student body last night was it was frat night, and so they were they were rocking and rolling. Uh, we we enter the stadium a little bit different. Uh, we actually come through the student section when we come on the field, uh, and so you know they were going crazy, and and so it was it was a great night. Yeah, the pageantry of high school football. I think all of us missed that last year with with COVID. You alluded to this earlier, Scott, that you you don't shy away from quote unquote preseason work. You have uh, again drawn a gauntlet of, of tough opponents here before your region play starts. We did. We knew this year our schedule was going to be extremely tough. Um, you know, Cannon County's a 3A. We've got two 4A schools on our schedule. Uh, we've got Bledsoe County, who who went undefeated last year. And then when you look at our region schedule, you know, we've got four very, very good region opponents. Uh, so we felt as a staff that the best thing for us to do was to go find anybody that we thought that would scrimmage us. Uh, if they run by us, so be it. If they beat up on us, so be it. But we had to learn how to play, and we had to learn how to be in those environments. And so hopefully uh, those three weeks have made us a little bit better. Uh, I know it's made us a little bit better physically. Uh, it's made us tougher mentally having to go out and compete against those traditional powers. Good to be playing again, isn't it? Phenomenal to be playing again. F- football season is here. Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats, they get the win over Cannon County. Final score last night, 35-6. to six. Fun to be talking some high school football from Chick-fil-A Interstate Drive. It's the high school playbook. York Institute in Bledsoe County, 26-24 Bledsoe County comes away with the win last night it was uh, quite a performance by the dragons in terms of coming back and making it competitive after bledsoe county started out strong head coach carrie johnson joins us this morning maybe coach that uh, is the biggest takeaway from the game that your team simply did not quit uh no uh we obviously we got down uh, 20 nothing at halftime we was hoping to get in there at 14 and nothing and make some adjustments. And like, uh, before the, you know, the thing we stressed all week was no turnovers and penalties. Of course, you know, we had, uh, both too much to overcome, but come out in the second half and had a good kickoff return. And, and, you know, we knew that we could, if we could take the opening drive, we got the ball to start the second half and could stick it, stick it down there and score. You know, we'd be right back in it. And we were, and they really, we, the whole second half, our defense really stepped up and, you know, after the first half, and, and we we stopped them. The second half, they really didn't get anything on us at all in the second half. I mean, it was a, a you know definitely a tale of two halves. Was it about an adjustment? Was it about settling your guys down in the halftime break? Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, it was a little both. I think you know you know adrenaline pumping, and they were. I think we come out and we weren't quite ready to come out there and hit like we like York football normally does. But uh, uh, we settled in there and, and played 
you know, the type of football we thought we were going to play from the start in the second half. And I think that's the – I'm hoping that's the team we're going to see for the rest of the year. How did that fourth quarter play out uh, in, in this game? Uh, well, we uh, we cut it down to 20 to 14 uh, at, and had to, and stopped them, got the ball back. And I at that time I thought, this is ours. Uh, because they they couldn't stop us in the second half, uh, they had no answer for us, and, and we I thought well, we we're going to, you know, at the time it was uh, I think we had the ball was a little less than eight minutes to go, and driving down the field and we had to pass midfield at this point six minutes to go. I thought man I don't know I'm going to score too quick, <laughs> and then we fumble, uh, uh, and then that and it was not just a normal fumble up there. I think we had to overcome. We gave them, we basically almost handed them the ball on the fumble, and they basically returned it almost to the inside the 10-yard line and scored a couple plays later. Uh, so uh, it was basically, like I said, if we had not, I think we had the game under control and, and could have stuck it in and won that game 21-20 to 20 at that point. But like I said, it's just uh, one of those things, and we had, it was our backup, our, our starting back, our tailback was out. Messing around, had a had a, a cramp or a slight knee strain or something, and so we had a backup in there who who, who fumbled, and that's that's what you know. Depth is the key here, I guess. Well, it is, and the other thing is that people talk about turnovers. Really, it's kind of when turnovers happen and where turnovers happen that uh, really decide whether they hurt you or not. Oh yes, and and that's uh, the first every turnover we had, we gave them the ball. Inside the uh, inside our own twenty yard line, one was inside the ten, I believe, uh, on our on our second turnover, and so you had, you know you give them basically giving them points immediately, you know, and so that's hard to overcome. And uh, we actually fought through it and had a chance even with what we had done. So that's a lot, at least you know there's no quitting these guys. I'm hoping, and like I said, I hope that sticks with us for the remainder of the year. York Institute coach Kerry Johnson is with us on the high school playbook. Among some of your younger guys, were, were there a guy or two that kind of stood out to you as you watched from the sideline? Oh well, we're uh, we have we have a very small senior class. I, I think there's only six of us uh, in the senior class, and um, so we got a lot of young guys out there. You know, Miles Lefty, our quarterback, is a sophomore. Our starting tailback's a sophomore. Uh, we have. Uh, our two of our linemen are sophomores. Our offensive linemen are sophomores. Uh, one of our starting receivers is sophomore. So we're very young. And Miles, you know, Miles had a good game. I think he was 14 out of 20 for nearly 200 yards and had another 50 yards rushing. And of course, Barter, Don Barter, he's a senior, but he had a, he had a, a, a great game defensively. He had you know probably made a lot of tackles with at from the not from the spot you want as a safety, but uh, at once. But he. Uh, uh, Definitely uh, is uh, trying to get the ball in his hands, but he is our senior. But our, our young guys, we're, we're basically a young team. What kind of challenges does that present in itself when you don't have that strong and big leadership class from your seniors? Well, that's uh, with we do uh, the, the few seniors we have. We have three or four of them are really are really solid as far as being as leaders and good examples. And so I think that's something for those guys to look up to. But our Honestly, I, I think that uh, our sophomore class is kind of, uh, you know, is going to be the, the class to lead. Uh, there's a lot of those guys, and they had they, they were pretty good in junior high, uh, and so they're they're used to winning, and so I think that will uh, that's going to carry over. Where did you challenge Miles 
in the offseason to try to get better as a quarterback? Well, Miles, what he uh, – obviously he's young. Um, his, uh, he likes to hang on to the ball just a little bit long, so I'm, I'm constantly trying to on, on him about that. There's a couple times where he don't have to throw the ball, the 50-yard bomb there. He can – you know, he can hit – we can hit the – pass quicker and for a 25 yard pass we, we, we hit it more as it as it's breaking open instead of waiting until it's wide open sometimes and that's something we're going to work on but he is a, he's he's very intelligent knows the game is his dad's a uh head coach in the crush and in the junior high so he comes from he comes from a little bit of, of good breathing there as far as knowing what to do and and he's very intelligent him him and uh, don barger both at safeties do a good job of knowing what's going on when they're on defense but as a quarterback He's he's got some learning to do. Knows needs to know when possibly he might just need to throw it in the dirt sometimes. Don't uh, try to be the hero. Just move to the next play, right? Yeah, exactly. That's and that happened to him on the first play. He had we it's basically a one option pass on a on a bubble type pass to uh, and he uh, and the guy played it perfectly and Miles tried to try to thread it in there and he like I said he should that's one that he probably should have just thrown at the guy's feet and live to fight the next play exactly comes with experience doesn't it yeah yep carrie johnson head coach of the york institute dragons bledsoe county gets the win 26 to 24 coach we look forward to the season thanks for the time all right appreciate it Larry. thanks white county comes away with a win in game one of this 2021 season beating livingston 40 to nothing let's head to sparta bring in head coach mark frazier on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, uh, you know, coaches are always unhappy about things. They're, they see the glass as maybe half empty. Uh, what pleased you about your performance last night? Well, you know, it's, it's always good to get a win in that first game out. Um, I guess you're right about coaches. We, we find the negative sometimes when there's some positives there to talk about. But, um, you know, our team's effort and, uh, you know, just the want to win and the excitedness to play football, I think, is something that sometimes is overlooked. You know, we we ran to the football really well on defense. Um, of course, you know, you, you talk about our team, you can't help talk about Malachi Dow, running back. He, he made some really good runs, bailed us out a couple times. So, um, you know, I guess I'm like all the other coaches. we got a long way to go and a lot of things to work on. Uh, but, you know, you get a win in that first game, it's a lot more fun to come in on Monday and work on, on a – some things to fix when you've got a win under your belt as opposed to a loss. So I'll take that as a positive. I'm never going to apologize for a win. So we'll take it and see how and try to get better for week two. It looks like from the play-by-play that your defense really kind of set the tone in this game and took control. They did. They played really well. And I uh, don't have a lot of negative to say about it. I I, I, I know uh, not to sound anything negative toward uh, Coach Flat and Livingston. They just got a really young team right now. And it's their first game coming out. So I, I expect us to do well on defense um, just because, you know, it's playing a lot of freshman offensive linemen that are learning and things like that. So um, they came out and they played really well, and they did what they're supposed to do, you know, with the, with what was put in front of them. So uh, some some really good uh, play from just to name a couple names. That's, you know, Garrett Nash is a senior who's just leaps and bounds through spring practice, done, done really well, and he played great last night. Garrett Johnson, another linebacker, played great. Uh, and, you know, my son plays for us. My coaches make fun of me all the time. Not make fun of me, get mad at me because I never really give him credit because, you know, he's your son. You don't want to talk about him. But last night he, he played spectacular at defensive end and had a 
think he had three sacks, a bad pass, caused a fumble, and scored a touchdown on offense. So, you know, I'm going to give him credit. He, if it was anybody else, I would be bragging on him. So he, he had a really good game. But and we had a lot of guys on defense that played well, and they ran to the football and hustled. And so proud of that. That's something we can build on there. And, uh, you know, so so excited about that part of it. And I, I still think we got a lot of room to improve and can continue to get better there. So Where has Garrett Nash, where has he kind of worked on his game during the spring and summer? Well, the biggest thing with Garrett, I just think the physicality and the athleticism has really blossomed. He's a great-looking athlete when you see him walk out on the field. He's one of the few coach guys that the other coach always says, hey, what about 15 over there? Because he's, you know, he's a six-foot kid, weighs 225, and can run a little bit. So he's, his knowledge of the game is good. He, he understands our system. He's kind of my quarterback out there on defense, So uh, especially of the front seven. So just uh, – just and he's a great kid, just a good kid, and I guess that makes you pull for him even more. So uh, proud of him for all the work he's done, and uh, I expect him to have a really good senior year. Mark Frazier coaches the White County Warriors. They were victorious last night, beating Livingston Academy. Where did you challenge Malachi in the off season to take that next step? Um, I don't know that I do have to challenge Malachi. Malachi challenges Malachi most of the time, so. Uh, he uh he wanted to get back so badly, um, and I think last night was a good thing just for him to, uh, in his own mind, I I, I was confident he was back, uh, and his leg was good and everything was good. I think for, in his own mind that it was that was a good thing for him to see that he could still do what he used to do, and that knee was good, and you know, um, he he was just so excited after the game. Uh, another great kid. If people just knew how good a kid he was, you would root for him even more. Um, is on the field talents. You know, I, I told a guy last night, I kind of just expected, I hate to say that, you see it every night, you kind of expect, I'm more shocked when he doesn't do things like he did last night than when he does. Um, but to see him off the field and, and how, I'll say this, we're leaving the field last night. Um, me and two coaches are carrying water jugs off the field, um, and he's one of them coming over to help us carry carry water jugs off the field. At the end. That, that's not usual for your star player so just a good kid and, and excited for him and I, I mean I have no doubts about Malachi so um, we just uh, hope we can open up some holes for him and let him show his skill set you have to rebuild your trust as the player when you have an injury like that 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 psychologically that knee or that leg or ankle whatever the injury is is going to be there for you uh, no doubt that, that's why I think last night was big for him uh, in, in some of our spring scrimmages, he was a little, uh, uh, I don't know what the word would be. He's just a little cautious, maybe, would be the right word. Uh, last night, he let it all go. And so, I think he, in his mind, he knows he's back. And so, so it's a good thing for him. I, I, you know, like I said, I think that was a hurdle. He's over, and now he'll just be ready to play football. Okay, so what's on the top of Mark Frazier's list of, okay, we got to get this fixed? Well, well, you know, I, some of it is, you know, we as coaches, we got to do a better job. You know, we have some some uh, personnel groupings that didn't get on the field right. We got to do that stuff to fix it up. So we as coaches be being the foremost of those to get that fixed. Uh, got some things in the secondary. We we got away with it last night that we won't get away with some, against good teams with some some things there to play against extended, staying with our guys and that kind of thing. Uh, uh, offensive line wise, we can fullback wise. We got to be a little more physical at the point of attack on some of our kicks and things. So we got a lot of work to do. Um, got tackled, stepping the wrong way, and 
it's one of those things where, you know, <laughs> I can talk a lot more about the negatives than the positives. <laughs> I don't feel like we got uh, when you win forty nothing and you're and you're saying that, but 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 we do have a lot to work on. Um, but the one thing about these kids, I know they will come back ready to work, so I have no doubt that they'll be ready to go on Monday to try and get better. Final score, White County 40, Livingston nothing. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. White County Warriors starting this season 1-0. and This is where we talk high school sports every Saturday, all the way through basketball season. Excited about being back at Chick-fil-A. Interstate Drive, love for you to come join us for breakfast sometime if you have the chance. Meet the coaches and players who make up prep athletics across the Upper Cumberland. Jimmy Maynard and the Cookville Cavaliers were part of the Thursday night schedule as they played over at Tech against arch-rival Upperman, and he joins us live at Chick-fil-A this morning. Uh, I know not the kind of start that you wanted for the season, but as you went back and looked at the film, what, what kind of stood out to you? Well, the biggest thing, I, I guess, Larry, is uh, it definitely wasn't the start we wanted. Uh, a lot of penalties, a lot of uh, blown assignments, and, and offensively, uh, we we <clears throat> we couldn't get out of our own way. We uh, really hurt ourselves a lot offensively and didn't give ourselves a chance. Uh, that being said, you know, you look at the score; it was uh, fourteen to six with five minutes left in the game. So it. As bad as we performed offensively and as many mistakes as we had, we still had a chance. Uh, and obviously, for us to have a chance, our defense had to play very well. And I, I think they really they really played well. They, they I think late in the game they got wore down a little bit. But uh, I was proud of the effort that, you know, and proud of the effort our kids had. I mean, I asked them to do three things. I said play smart, play with a lot of effort, and have fun. And, and I think we did two of those things. But. Uh, the playing smart part is the part that got us because we didn't, you know, we didn't, we had a lot of penalties and a lot of mistakes and, and, and was not very disciplined. And that that's the part that we really got to get better at. But, you know, when you go into a game and we had nine new starters on the offensive side and, and, and you expect some mistakes, but I think we made a lot more than I anticipated us doing. And But we can get it corrected and moving forward, we will get it corrected and we'll be better. I made the mistake when you sat down of saying you're young. It's it's not so much you're young; it's that you don't have experience. There's yeah, a difference. That that that's exactly true. You know, we do have a lot of seniors that are playing, but a lot of those guys have have had not a lot of playing time, and and there's no substitute for experience. You you've got to be out there, and 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 it's a tough one. You know, this happened to us about three years ago when Upperman had their their their. Uh, semifinal run there we we went into that game the same way with a new starting quarterback all new linemen and 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 kind of the same results you know we didn't play very well and and, and we lost that football game but uh you know but we, we got to learn from it and that's and we knew that going in i mean you, you're not going to put nine new starters out there on offense and be like a veteran team and uh, and then you're we're playing playing an upperman team that has got 20 returning starters from a year ago. So that just shows you what experience does. I'm curious: is there a place where inexperience affects you most? Like, if you had your choice of, I don't want to be inexperienced in this position group. Well, obviously, I think from from an offensive perspective, it starts with the offensive line, and and we've got uh, you know Sam Harness was our only returning starter that we had, and Sam. Sam played a lot of positions for us last year on the offensive line, but the other four guys are, are all new starters for us. And then and, and at quarterback, you know, that's a key position too. And we had a young man that, that Mace Thompson 
started his first high school game and you know against a very good defensive <laughs> football team so but he made a lot of good plays and, and of course he made some mistakes too but you know that's that's the growing pains you're going to go through at any level doesn't matter which level it is college high school or pros you're going to go through that and but we'll grow and get better, and in each each game and each practice, we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll get it together. What do you like about him uh, as a quarterback? Well, I, I think he learns. He's a smart kid. He'll learn from his mistakes. He's you know when he does something wrong and you correct him, he'll he'll try to get it fixed. And and uh, and, and you know, and, and I think all of our kids will. I, when we go over this Monday, when we come back in Monday, and we we start going over the mistakes and the grades and. I've asked all of our coaches to grade their players, and let's let's you know let them know what they did right, and let them know what they did wrong, and 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 let's get it corrected. Watch watch film and get these things corrected. Who stands out to you, not just in this game, but through your preseason work? Who stands out to you defensively? Well, Cade Apple was our leading tackler from a year ago, and Cade really played a a really a really good football game uh, against Upland. Had a lot of tackles and. And, you know, he's the guy that, that returns over there. Clayton Barrett. Clayton is another defensive lineman that has started for us last year. Uh, uh, you know, those two guys, along with uh, uh, Evan Whited, Evan was a starter for us last year. And, and uh, Donovan Sullivan. Donovan is a starting corner that played for us. And, and those guys, have, they're experienced. They have been there. They have played. And so, obviously, they're going to stand out a little bit more maybe than some of the guys that lack that experience. Jimmy Maynard, did you see the signs of things defensively that that this unit could end up being kind of a salty group? I think so. We lack a little size. We're not very big. Uh, you know, our, on the edges, we're pretty small. and But we do have pretty good quickness. Our guys played with a lot of aggression, played with a lot of passion. And I like that part. They're, you know, they're moving around. Now, we made some mistakes and gave up a, a long run when, when the game was 7-6. to six. We kind of rotated wrong in the secondary and, and let them get let them get a good run down the sideline and and but those things can get corrected and you know and and but i do i do like their effort and you know as long as you get good effort from your kids you're going to be successful there'll be plenty of time to talk about this more in depth but we haven't had a chance to ask you uh, how realignment shake out for cookville do you like what has happened well, you know, I mean, we've been in a really, really tough region. I think we all know that. We Our kids have played, uh, you know, in the Murfreesboro region, which I think is the best one in 6A football, and so we've experienced that. Uh, we still, you know, I, I think so. It's, it's, you know, probably uh, probably where we should have been from the very start. It didn't make sense to go buy schools and pass schools up to get to others to play, but, uh, you know, we still feel like it's a it's a good region. we got we got Warren County and, and – uh, uh, Coffee County, Lebanon, and Shelbyville. It's a small region, which makes us have to schedule more non-conference games, which is sometimes a, uh, a difficult task. And, and I know we picked up Alcoa, which because we had an open date on a, on a region week, and that's hard to find. And they didn't have a game. We didn't have a game. We had to get 10 games. And But uh, we still have a, a tough schedule with Gallatin and Blackman and, and Alcoa and in our region schedule. And so it's, it's still a tough schedule, but I think the alignment is, is hopefully will be good down the road for Cooper High School. Is the scheduling part something would, people wouldn't understand how difficult that is? I, I guarantee you there's not a coach <laughs> in this state that loves scheduling years. And, you know, it's difficult because, uh, uh, you know, you, you have different numbers. Some regions may have eight and some may have five. And it's, it's just really difficult to, to schedule. And, 
and especially for us because we're the large school here in the Upper Cumberland and everybody else is in a different classification, so it makes it difficult. You know, we're very fortunate that Livingston and Upperman and White County and those people will will, will play with us and, and, and agree to play. And, uh, and good gates is good for them, good for us, and good competition. And, and, you know, we're very fortunate that they will do that. Excited to get back with your kids Monday and get the things corrected? I, I am. I, I'm, I've gone through the film really thorough and, and, and really documented everything that, that I felt like that the problem areas that we had. And, and But everything that I've, that I've looked at can be corrected, and that's a positive thing. It's, it's not like you just lined up and got whipped. Well, sometimes you, that happens to you, and you can't correct that. But the mistakes that we made and everything that we did, those are all correctable if we're willing to play smarter and, and, and do those things. Thanks for coming down and talking some football. Hey, thank you, Larry. Jimmy Maynard, head coach of the Cookville Cavaliers. Barn Builders High School Playbook. Scoreboard from last night. Lenore City defeats Stone Memorial 42-28. Cumberland County shuts out Whitwell 35-0. First win for the Jets since 2016. Bledsoe County 26, York 24. Clay County beats Jackson County 35-0. Monterey with a win over Cannon County 35-6. White County shuts out Livingston 40-0. DeKalb County and Warren County not able to play last night. Because of COVID, we certainly hope that is not going to be a trend of this uh, high school football season. Nobody, uh, I'm sure, feels that way more than Steve Trapp, head coach of the DeKalb County Tigers, who joins us now from Chick-fil-A, Interstate Drive. Coach, how disappointing was it to not be able to play last night? Well, I mean, it's frustrating uh, and it's disappointing we didn't get to play our opening night because of no COVID issues with the Warren County football team. Uh, it's, it's understandable. Uh, you know, not the only programs that didn't get to play their, their opening game last night, but, uh, you know, just an eerie feeling of, you know, going back to everything we went through last year and uh, which we talked to our guys about the scenarios and the situations and how things have started looking over the last couple of weeks. But uh, ultimately, I mean, you've talked to me for many years, Larry, we, we try to find positives in every situation, and that's how we talk to our guys about it. And uh, we just told them that we expect to see a very hungry football team, excuse me, come back out ready to work come Monday. When did you find out about the postponement? Uh, it was uh, probably about midday uh, yesterday, Friday, you know, 11, somewhere around in there. Uh, you know, Coach Turner called me and just said that, you know, their middle school game had got canceled the night before for the same issues. And then, uh, from Thursday night to Friday morning, there were, uh, you know, I don't know the exact details of everything that's going on within their program. It just said there were some more issues with COVID within his program, and uh, for the safety of both programs and all that, just uh, that they would not be able to play. So, um, the good thing is we both shared the same bye week, so there's a potential. I mean, it's not set in stone yet, depending on how everything else goes up until that point. Uh, but we do share the same bye week, so there's a potential that we could play this game uh, on October uh, the 8th, I believe. One more COVID question, and then we're going to get to football, I promise. But yep. how have you gotcha. uh, tried to manage the rising numbers and the growing concern, knowing, I mean, really over the last six weeks, it has been sports that has kind of driven this rise in COVID from the standpoint you, you see it in baseball, you, you've seen it in the Olympics, all of those sorts of things. 
Well, I mean, again, we just talked to our guys. You know, we went through it all last year. You know, everybody did. And, um, you know, I guess everybody got a little bit comfortable and relaxed, you know, with the lull that was going on and, and things like that. And, you know, so it is what it is. But we just talked to our guys about focusing on what we can control uh, and the things that we can control, which is you know, how we conduct ourselves in situations like that. And, you know, I'm a people person. I'm a relationship person. You know, my faith is first and foremost, and that's a big part of it. And uh, not being relational with, with other human beings is, is hard. Uh, when ultimately I believe that's why we were put on this earth is to uh, have relationships with people and impact each other with, with what we believe and feel. But uh, but ultimately, like I said, we just, you know, some of the same things we were going through last year as far as the way we practice and things like that are are going to have to start being implemented again just to try to take care of us uh, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, hopefully moving forward, it's, it's something that uh, doesn't take away any more games from anybody, but that's probably a tough thing to say at this point. Steve Trapp coaches DeKalb County. What did you like about your preseason camp from your football team? Well, I really just liked how we, uh, you know, we went through the process of work, uh, you know, did what we were supposed to do with the time that we were given and how it's supposed to go and, and the progress that we've seen from day to day, from week to week, from uh, one preseason event to the next. Uh, you know, in certain areas, we, we've got some new guys that's out there on the field. It's their, their first time to make their names be known in the DeKalb County football program. But in other areas, we've got some veterans, some guys that's got a lot of playing time, a lot of experience that's, um, uh, been through these last two and three year runs to where you know we we've done some good things uh, in the regular season and in the postseason. So I like the mixture of our team. I like the closeness of our team. I like the competitive uh, nature of our team. And uh, like I said, without being able to play this week, I just expect us to be even more hungry to get this season started next week. Is there an institutional knowledge, so to speak, that when those freshmen come into your program, that they know? These are the expectations of what it means to put on that Tiger uniform? Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, this is year 17 for me. And somebody asked the other day, well, what, what do you think you're about yourself as a coach? And, you know, my first thing, well, I don't think about myself as the coach because uh, it's more about the people that make up the whole organization. So, uh, but yeah, definitely. I, I think one of the, the best things that we do is that institutional knowledge or that. You know, these young guys that are coming up understand, you know, hey, Tiger Pride is something special. Uh, you know, on our website, it used to say, you know, quote from me, you know, Tiger Pride is a living, breathing thing. You know, it's something you can feel. It's something you can be about. It's something that you can buy into that can help lead and direct you to be not just a better football player, but a better human being as well. And it, it, it's all faith-based. I mean, that's, they come up with all that myself. But, um, and, and they've also seen throughout, you know, my career that freshmen have played. You know, it's about getting the job done. It's about going through the process of work and doing what it takes to, uh, as an individual, to help the team be successful. And, you know, we've had some younger guys the last few years in there starting. Uh, we don't have any this year, but we do have a couple sophomores. But, and that's what makes up a good mixture of our team. But, yeah, that, there's definitely an understanding of once you step foot in there, you know, how special it can be, but then also the level of work uh, and the things you got to sacrifice to continue to be a part of it to lead us to success. Finally, Coach, is there a side of the football that is ahead for you right now, offensively or defensively? Uh, I've really liked what our defense has looked like all uh, preseason. Uh, I mean, it's been pretty tough for the teams that we played to get you know anything going. And again, that's 
just to you know, Coach Shaw, our defensive coordinator, just uh, bringing in what we're doing this year and everybody buying in and getting after it. And, you know, we've been able to make some big plays in the offensive side as well. You know, we've got a younger quarterback, but uh, everything seems to be going all right right now. But it's still about that process of work and, and getting better each and every day. And, uh, you know, now that the season has started unofficially for us right now, it's it's more about getting into that film and learning how to watch film and studying your opponent and, you know, and getting that edge before you even play by going through that. So that's that's one thing that we've started talking about a lot this past week when, you know, you got a clear-cut opponent and you got some film and, you know, how you need to tweak and adjust the things that you've already installed to to go against what they're doing. So that's that's the process that we're in now. To Camp County Coach Steve Trapp, we look forward to watching your team perform during the course of this season, and thanks for being a part of the high school playbook. I appreciate it, Larry. Thank you. Tigers and Smith County on the agenda next. Thank you for starting this Saturday morning with us, talking high school football as the first week of the season is in the books, save for Smith County and Gordonsville. They will play tonight, Saturday night action. High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Our final stop this week is Gainesboro. Tough night last night for the Blue Devils. They fall to Clay County by a final of 35 to nothing. Coach Sean Loftus joins us now. Coach, uh, just a tough way to start the campaign. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know, we're still, uh, you know, but we're going to learn from it, hopefully, and get back to work on Monday. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, some kids last night that were, you know, were playing in, you know, uh, some of their first varsity experience or having their first varsity experience on a Friday night. So, uh, you know, but uh, we we will uh, we'll go back to work on Monday, and hopefully we'll, we'll get this thing uh, where we're, uh, uh, you know, we can turn this thing around. What was your message to the team after it was done? Uh, just cleaning up a lot of things, and uh, we did see some good things. Uh, obviously, there was uh, you know you know several not so good, but uh, you know we saw some good things in in some of the kids last night. And uh, the good, the most important thing is I thought we played hard the whole entire game and just didn't you know lay down and quit. And we had a big huge. Um, uh, go line stand there in the third quarter, and then we kept on. Some of our young kids got out there and, and played, and uh, and showed some some good things too. And so, uh, you know, there's some things we need we can build off of. And, uh, but then there's you know a lot of correctable things. Uh, so you know we'll get, we'll watch film on Monday and uh, as a as a group, and uh, and hopefully uh, this week we can we can clean a lot of that stuff up. Sometimes coaches say that uh, they kind of watch their team on that first night and it's like the lights get too big. Did you sense that at all last night? In, in some of them, yes, I did. Uh, but, uh, you know, whenever you know, you're at a small school and you only have a few kids, I mean, you've you, you you got to play who you've got. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I do feel like uh, it's missing out on a scrimmage, uh, you know, at that point point in time uh our second scrimmage we had to cancel because we had so many kids beat up and banged up and uh, you know just plain plain injured uh because uh when at that point in time i think we had uh six of our you know 12 14 main guys were hurt uh so we we couldn't we weren't able to scrimmage so that that kind of hurt us i feel like a little bit 
and I didn't want to put some of my young, my freshmen, uh, incoming freshmen weren't ready into a situation where they had to come out and do some things and and put them in a, in a, in a bad situation. So, uh, you know, I felt I feel like you know that kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, you know, we're we're still trying to get everybody healthy a little. Uh, some uh, I feel like for the most part we came out. You know, we were banged up a little bit last night, but. Uh, uh, you know, we we've still got some growing pains, and I understand that. Uh, when you when you, we 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 lost a lot of kids off last year's team, especially in the the skill positions and in some key uh, key areas up front uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, just uh, uh, you know, like I said, you're just going to go through those growing pains, and we just got to uh, hopefully uh, get over them in the next next week or so, and 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 get better and. And learn to compete for uh, for four quarters. John Loftus coaches the Jackson County Blue Devils. That uh, goal line stand that you talked about. Who were some of the guys that were in there making the plays? Uh, you know, we had uh, gosh, uh, Keegan Saxton. Uh, we had uh, uh, Drew Clenard and uh, uh, Austin Birdwell. I mean, we. Uh, I was really proud because again we could we could have sit there and and, and at that point in time I think it was um, you know twenty one twenty eight to nothing and uh, uh, they had they we had we'd let them uh, get down there to about the one I guess and it was fourth and fourth and goal and uh, came up with a big stop and uh, I'm just just extremely proud of the whole defense I mean because like I said they could have could have very easily just let them go on in and, and quit and things like that. But we kept, we kept hitting, we kept going after them. And, uh, uh, you know, Salina's got a good football team. Uh, but, you know, a lot of kids back from last year. They're well coached. Uh, uh, Coach Johnson and all, all of his staff do a wonderful job. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough team this year. And, and we knew that coming in. They just give you lots of fit, but, uh, with, with their skill kids, um, and then defensively, they run into the football really, really, really well, um, and stuff. So, uh, but you know, like I said, we'll go to uh, we'll watch film, we'll get better, and, and 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 hopefully some of the lights, like you said, whenever lights come on next week, they're not as they don't shine as bright as far as like <laughs> we're in the moment. So some of those kids, I mean, we're gonna uh, you know we're just gonna get better each and every week. Well, they kind of dim a little bit, and you just you just play football. You do that thing that you've been doing since you were a little right. kid, instead of getting caught up in the crowd, the band, and the cheerleaders, and all of that kind of stuff. You are correct. <laughs> a lot to work on, but uh, positive from last night, and positive things that uh, this Jackson County team can grow up, and get healthy. We hope as we move toward week two of the season. Coach, thanks for the time. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Larry. Jackson County and York Institute will face off in week two. Both of those teams hungry to get a win. Well, first week of the season is in the books across the Upper Cumberland, and we're so glad to be back here at Chick-fil-A. Thanks to Ben and his staff for, for hosting us and, more importantly, hosting the teams and players and coaches of the high school teams all across the Upper Cumberland. They told us they wanted to come back and enjoy breakfast and, and talk high school sports, and we're so glad to be doing that over the course of the next many weeks, all the way into March. Hopefully 
bringing some state championships back to the Upper Cumberland during the course of the next several months. Our show today produced by Joseph Staten, our on-site producer Franklin McCarthy, studio producer Will Hearn, and thanks to Tom Dugan, Marsha Lee as well. Larry Stone from Chick-fil-A Interstate Drive, thanks for being with us on the High School Playbook.